welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I'm your host, LB Hunk Tears, and I'm joined, as always, by my uh, extremely radical, but also wise and spiritual uh, compatriots, Danielle Rando. Hi, I'm very happy to be radical and wise. Uh, Merrick Kay. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be ultimate, you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price, right? <laughs> and Fernanda Prachis. Hello. Surf is a source. It would change your life. Hi. <laughs> this is episode 69, and we're very excited nice. to watch. Nice. Nice. To watch one of the nicest movies, I think, ever made. <laughs> so nice. So nice. Yeah. Uh, the 1991 American action crime film, Point Break. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. On the coast of Southern California, you can only surf, party, and make love for so long before it's time to go to work. Rock and roll. 27 banks in three years. Everybody's Anything to catch the perfect wave. I'm not a crook. Patrick Swayze. Fear causes hesitation. And hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. Keanu Reeves. You think I joined the FBI to learn to surf? Point break. Adios, amigo! Written by W. Peter... Illif. Great fucking job on this screenplay, by the way, sir. Uh, It stars Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Laurie Petty, and Gary Busey. And the film's title refers to the surfing term Point Break, where a wave breaks as it hits a point of land jutting out from the coastline. (laughs) The film features Reeves as an undercover FBI agent who is tasked with investigating the identities of a group of bank robbers while he develops a complex relationship with the group's leader. I am an FBI agent! Uh, So what is everybody's we often do this. What's everybody's like history with Point Break? I want to know. I've seen it many, many times. I grew up kind of watching this movie. This is like a good Sunday afternoon movie for me. Yeah. I, I watched it a lot. And I also have attended a, a short-lived black box theater production of uh, Point Break Live, where the <laughs> the main actor, the main character was pulled from the audience every night and read from cue cards. And the audition was like, who gave the best whoa? So, like, I I truly love this movie. I've seen it so many times. I know the lore. And uh, my mom and I quote it to each other all the time. That's beautiful. I had read about this, like, this um, theater thingy. And yeah. I was like, this has got to be an urban legend. Like, this can't have actually happened. It was real. So, it, it was real. That's amazing. It I was don't really... real for over a decade. <laughs> I want to clarify. It was not sure. It was a very, very, very long-lived production. Really? Uh, I'm yeah. so, I'm, well, the more you know. I feel like I've been reborn today with this information. Um, I... Do not have like a history with it. I recently watched it for the first time after obviously spending basically my whole life hearing about it. But I did want to share with you something because yesterday I opened the I was going to watch it on Prime here in Mexico. And unbeknownst to me, uh, the only version they had was dubbed in Spanish. (gasps) And I didn't watch it, but I wanted you to to hear the intro. Kino Reeves. 
Patrick Swayze en Punto de Quiebra. I watched a uh, a Blu-ray rip that's just been on gone from hard drive to hard drive throughout my life. Uh, and it definitely like it's not I, th- I think it had it has a few different audio tracks on there. So I should I should dive in uh-huh. and see what my options are. Dive I've never even thought about it before. Of, yeah. uh, of audio tracks on this beautiful film. And Merritt, this was your first time, right? Because you were live tweeting it. I was thoroughly <laughs> enjoying that. Yeah, I live tweeted this one. Um, I had never seen this movie before. I, For some reason, at some point in my head, I got Point Break and Con Air wrapped up into the same movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the movie where they're on a plane and there's a bunny and then they dress up as the presidents. And Keanu Reeves is there, maybe. But also <laughs> Nicolas Cage is there, maybe. Uh, no, that's not how any of that works. It's they're two different movies. It's just like when I thought that um, the remake of The Wicker Man and the movie Matchstick Man were the same movie. Mm, I um, used to think that too. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that the bees scene that they showed sometimes in the trailers and stuff, I thought that was like part of the comedy movie Matchstick Man. And he was like, oh, not the bees. Oh, God, not the bees. <laughs> the bee, uh, like Matchsticks and Wicker are very texturally it's, similar. It's very similar, right? And those movies, I don't think they came out that far apart. But anyway. They didn't. Matchstick Man is a movie about Nicolas Cage being a con man who has to reunite with his estranged daughter. Uh, there's no strange daughters in this movie because it's all about how dudes rock, uh, to coin a term that I don't think anyone has used before. Um, <laughs> Lori Petty is there, but this falls squarely into the Catherine Bigelow uh, filmography of dudes just kind of relating to one another in interesting ways. Um, and again, after having seen this and near dark i guess i kind of see in this movie how she went from those movies to like you know like cia apologia um <laughs> because i can see how like maybe she got involved with feds while she was working on this movie um yeah, she got spook pilled yeah uh, and that's how she's made zero dark 30 uh so it's a shame um but this movie it's like I can almost forgive her because this movie is so good. <laughs> it's what we were saying when we talked about Near Dark, right? Like maybe just stop once you do a successful thing. Yeah, I like, mean, you did like two really things. good things. And she didn't. She did another really good thing and then it she got crazy. fell off. She got <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I really want to see. Yeah. Go ahead. I really want to see K-19 The Widowmaker, though. I didn't realize that was also hers. Yeah. Is that uh, Harrison Ford? Yep. Yeah, that's a Harrison yeah. Ford boat movie. Wow. And I really want to see that. accent in that movie. Huh. So I'm very curious about that. Uh, I was looking through her filmography last night. I'm also very curious about the sexy Willem Dafoe biker yes, movie. Yes, we do need to watch that. Debut. Yep. I need to watch that. Yeah. Um. So I guess to... I've seen Point Break a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my first time, I think, ever talking about a Keanu Reeves movie on a podcast. Oh. Um, which is wild to me. When I was doing notes for this, though, like I have a lot of uh, abandoned or like shelved Keanu Reeves projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I opened notes for this, I like kind of misplaced them. So I searched Point Break in my notes app. Uh, I came across my 2019 January notes from when I watched Point Break. <laughs> 
uh, read through those, then searched my Twitter for a thing I thought was funny from my notes, and then found uh, a tweet I made in 2018 um, from also a time I watched Point Break and and was like very heavily analyzing it. So I'm like, uh, I've also I also went to the uh, live performance. Oh, good. Um, I think I saw it for the first time when I was in high school. Uh, I don't remember, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Once This is like kind of a TMI thing, but I feel safe with you all. And like, I don't know if I regret it. I can just ask Paul to cut it out. Once I stopped having sex because I heard Point Break was on in the other room and I would rather, I wanted to watch Point Break. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Truly, truly good stuff. Incredible. Really I mean, good. there was a sexier thing going on, like that is point break, which is objectively the sexiest thing that's ever happened. Just facts yeah, and science. You've, you've got Patrick Swayze kind of looking like Owen Wilson uh, <laughs> with his weird, like, sun kissed hair. Like, he, he put that spray stuff in his hair that, like, lightens it with, like, the sun. And it, he really does look like Hansel in um, Zoolander. <laughs> And I realized that obviously Zoolander came much later, but like, I don't think I've ever seen Patrick Swayze with blonde hair outside of this movie. It's very strange. Yeah, it's not very common. Not very common at all. It's very striking. He went Super Saiyan, except it was like the Super Saiyan of being really chill. (laughs) I think, and I will, I will just share this anecdote. I already said my mom and I watch this a lot. Every time a person even mentions Patrick Swayze. She gets like this forlorn look in her eye and she goes, he was a hot hunk of man. And like, I don't think he's ever looked better than in this movie as Bodie, the super chill surfer slash guy who pretends to be Ronald Reagan as he robs banks. Like, I don't know if anybody is ever, well, it's hard, right? Because Keanu also looks fantastic in this movie. And I'm sorry to thirst, but this is, this is a movie about thirst. This is a movie about waves and thirst and adrenaline and extremely hot boys running around on the sand and in the surf looking great and then also robbing banks. So I think it's okay to be thirsty. I think it's a thirsty. Literally a movie about water and male intimacy. Like Uh, as thirsty as it. Yeah. Yeah. And Lori Petty is there also. She's there. And Lori looks great She is there. I mean, no, she looks great. She looks great. She's also. She's kind of. Uh, surplus to requirements in this movie just because she's there just basically to make it look less gay. Yeah, but she's also her name is Tyler. Yeah, uh, she's she like when hair. you first see yeah. her, it's unclear what gender she is. Like it's true, is, it's true. As, as Tom, like this is Pete kind of tomboy Lori Petty. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, I mean, she was yeah, wait was like, this before or after Tank Girl? Before, before, before Tank Girl, yeah. but after League of Their Own. No, or League of Their also- Own is 93, I think. Oh, okay. 92, 92, okay. Yeah. Or 92, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is actually a little bit before a lot of these other, you know, kind of bangers that she was in. And she does look like, she's like a gorgeous, androgynous surfer girl tomboy who also is like, she plays with the boys. You know, she plays football with the boys. Like, she's not afraid of the boy. Like, there's a whole, like, I mean, she's kind of my version of a manic pixie dream girl to be honest with you like a very athletic like fun you know kind of gal who like 
doesn't care. She's going to take off that bathing suit in the towel when she does it with perfect form. And I try to do it with perfect form every time. And I fall on my ass every time. So, like, she's... I actually love her in this movie, even though I fully accept that she's very extraneous to this movie. But I really like her in this, even, even you know, noting that. I feel like, I don't know, that she is this kind of figure of, like, you can be a surfer and not be a psycho. Yes. And this is how you do it. It's yeah. true. She's non psycho surfer in this whole movie. <laughs> you can do that. It's you true. can be a uh, Nazi Anthony Kiedis, or you oh can be a, uh, a bank robber who follows a charismatic Patrick okay. Swayze. Okay. Crime. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how we want to structure this and if you want to go through the whole plot or whatever, but I just got to say I- that when Anthony Kiedis came on screen <laughs> and he's threatening Keanu Reeves. And then it's revealed that he is a Nazi who lives in a house with other Nazi skate uh, surfers and they stockpile guns and drugs. It's just like, what was happening in 91? Like, what <laughs> What are we doing, guys? Like, right. 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 Anthony Kiedis is in the movie. How come? It's good. It's good. It's good, though. His face in that reveal. I have a friend who just posts that gif all the time. Mm-hmm. I think we don't need to go through. So, like, let's just do the plot real fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves, very good at being a baby FBI agent. What? Um, goes to FBI, joins uh, bank robbery. Kim, Gary Busey have uh, need to address some uh, bank robberies in Los Angeles. They're being done by dudes in president masks. Gary Busey thinks they're surfers. Keanu Reeves says, yeah. They find out they are surfers. They think it's these uh, Anthony Kiedis meth Nazis. It's not. It's actually this, uh, these hunks that Ken Reeves has befriended. Uh, it's very tragic and sad. And there's some cool chases. It's very exciting. They go skydiving. Girl gets kidnapped. Save her. And then movie ends. Oh, their boss is with- Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Yeah, Eddie is yeah. Dr. Coxing it right up the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of going, like, through scene by scene, I just want to ask, like, what are your favorite scenes in this movie? Wow. Because, like, listeners, if you haven't seen this, sometimes you listen, you're like, I want to just, like, get, I don't need to watch this movie. I can just get the gist by listening. You can't. You need to just put stop this right now <laughs> mm-hmm. and go watch Point Break and then come back and talk about it with us. I feel so what are your favorite like, scenes here? I always pick the most violent scenes, but, like, the scene that I hate the most and simultaneously think is just supreme is the... One in which they break in the house and just basically kill Anthony Kiedis and everyone else. And it's so because good. it's just such an insane situation. And there's, you know, first of all, Johnny Utah is looking at the window and there's Anthony Kiedis horizontally dancing in the same way he does <laughs> vertically on his shows, which <laughs> is just such a subtly- I thought he was having like a heart attack or like a drug overdose <laughs> or something. Like I thought he was like, oh no. Look out, he's having a drug overdose. He's hot on PCP. But no, he's just like vibing on his bed. He's like vibing. <laughs> and it looks exactly like he like he vibes normal. It's it's but but horizontally. Like it's just uh great, great uh choreography and cinematography there. And then there's a naked lady, and the naked lady kicks Keanu Reeves' ass while naked, and then she stabs the FBI guy while naked she does like so, like she, it's like she's in a different movie like yeah, she's exactly like, she's like 
the lead in a different movie. Like she knows Kung Fu. <laughs> she's like doing, it's not just like, she's like, you know, doing the thing of like, Oh, hitting someone on the back of the head to like, mm-hmm. whatever she does. Like she bowls him over, like, does like an ax handle to like the back of his head. Like it's fucking crazy. Like who is this character? She was just showering, right? Like that's when you're at your most vulnerable. You're not prepared yeah. to have it's your just house a Nazi invaded. slut. And she's just like, <laughs> But she also knows Kung Fu. She has like such a rich. You're prepared. Yeah, I guess (laughs) you have to be. Yeah. So I think that scene is just so. And afterward, like I think from then on is when the movie goes full on crazy with the adrenaline scenes, and there is the obvious stuff like Keanu Reeves jumping off the plane and chasing uh, Bodhi or whatever. But like this, I feel kind of gets lost at the end of the movie, and we shouldn't forget how absolutely bonkers it is. Even it's insane. Keanu's near death via lawnmower. I don't know. Is that it's a so lawnmower? Cool. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like from start to finish. And there is a massacre that happens in that house. And it's no big deal. They just like had to kill a bunch of people. Gary Busey even says. I mean, right? you like, say people, but like, yeah, let's I, be real. They're surf Nazis. They're archetypes. They're not really people. You're absolutely yeah. right. And as we but all surf know, Nazis what plus that lady. Yeah. Surf Nazis yeah. must do one thing, and that is die. That's like in Lost as Boys. We all know. In Lost Boys, <laughs> there's the same characters, and they also, I think, get eaten by the Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. I missed the kind of like Nazi storyline of it, I think. I wasn't that in tune with it. I didn't. I think they just mention it's like a mention. It's just a throwaway oh, okay. thing to be like, hey, these yeah. guys are going to get fucking wasted, so don't feel too bad about it. Okay. They're assholes. I didn't yeah. But also, grab I mean, the Nazi like, part. Like now, guy. I'm more. I'm more on board with the scene that I have yeah. the Nazi information that I somehow missed. So I'm. Yeah, they're Nazi. With they're like guys. surfer uh, skinheads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, then I'm. They I'm they don't okay. they don't understand the. They have no understanding of the ocean. They only live <laughs> to get radical, which, as LB <laughs> pointed out, yeah. is like one of the worst things you can say to someone. Fucking brutal. Like it's mm-hmm. just like I would. Yeah, I would die. Like, what do you say to that? Like, you have no understanding of the ocean. You only live to get radical. Like, well, I guess I'll just give up because I can never recover from that ever. Um, There's like, yeah, the stretch of movie that starts with um, it, that this that we're talking about that starts with seven and seven is a song by Love, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Great L.A. band um, that is. Johnny Utah surfer. Also, his name is fucking Johnny Utah. Yep. One of the greatest character names in history. Um, surfing, and then he meets the surf Nazis. Uh, so, Search for 7 to 7 is amazing fucking song. Underrated band, underrated song. Um, get, get, get Which goes into him like having this very sexy guy shower moment mm-hmm, at the beach mm-hmm. then interrupted by the surf nazis including anthony kiedis whose reveal is like the most exciting little bit of guy ever <laughs> to swayze coming in and saying maybe my favorite line in the whole movie which is back off war child seriously <laughs> which is, i don't think if you can hear somebody say that and not laugh i i don't understand you fundamentally to these, uh, to the part where he explains they only live to get radical. They don't understand the spiritual side of it. Like that, just whole fucking section is like the pinnacle of filmmaking to me. Yeah, there's more exciting parts, like Fernando was saying. Uh, the chase scene is like so iconic, where mm-hmm. uh, Johnny's chasing uh, Bodhi on foot. 
there's, you know, the great, great, great shots of Bodhi in the Reagan mask, lighting everything on fire at the gas station. But like, this is, yeah, I absolutely agree, Fernanda. This is like where it really, really, really gets going. I have a weird favorite scene. Um, yeah. It's pretty weird. Because it's really low-key, and, like, it reveals important plot information and all this kind of shit. I just love it for the vibes, as they say. I think I might be... My true potential as a human being might be wasted in New York sometimes. Because when they're playing football on the beach at night, that is, like, my dream of life. Like, that's what I want to do every night with my entire life. Is play football on a beach with incredibly hot people, and I want to jump into them and tackle them into the waves. And then like we get this important information about how Johnny Utah was so good. He could have gone pro, but he (laughs) broke the knee or whatever the fuck. And it's not in this exact scene, but he sure does have a fucking line about how he went to law school on a football scholarship. Hell yeah, he did. Yeah. I thought, okay. So, yeah, when he's talking to uh, Tyler at the beginning, he's like, yeah, I used to do football stuff. I was really good at football guy. <laughs> like, first of all, this is not the only movie in which Keanu Reeves has been cast as a football guy, which is deranged. Um, truly deranged. He does not have a football body. He is the light <laughs> body of a swimmer. Um, football twink. It's he, real. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, this and The Replacements, I think uh, he was also in. Um, yeah. But... I was like, oh, he's making this up, right? Because that's a deranged thing to say. And like, he's making up the parents thing too. And then it turns out that, yes, he is making up the parents thing to gaslight the swoon and get closer. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, oh, in his, oh my gosh. It's like, whatever. The it's, okay. just- his job is being an FBI guy. But then the fact yeah. that he's like trying to be like, no, but I actually do really love you. I did lie about literally everything. <laughs> but I love you. Yeah. You're, you're I love her reaction, you. honestly. She escalates it. <laughs> She's yeah, shooting this pillow. She's the best. Yeah, very like, good. That to me was so appropriate that she didn't just let it slide. Like she, but like, she took it to like a hundred with a quickness. I loved it. Like so, he <laughs> lies about the parents thing to like to get closer to her because her parents are both dead too. But then like the football thing is true. Like that was so confusing to me it's when they were playing best. football on the beach and they're like, "Oh, I knew I recognized you. You're the good football guy that everyone knew about. He could have gone pro." excuse me are we talking about keanu reeves johnny utah this this man who could like fit into like a like a duffel bag if he needed to to go undercover as like a surf like to hide underneath a surfboard in like, fairness wasn't he like a quarterback like isn't that i don't know anything about football yeah he, like, he, is, yeah, he was a quarterback yes, you don't need to be big 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 to do that i guess no quarterbacks tend to be like the smallest yeah, that, okay. like, i thought the kickers had, were the smallest Kickers can be the smallest. Well, the yes. football has to be the smallest. Whoever's <laughs> <laughs> being the football has to be the smallest. Massive. But it's still like he does not look like he could do tech. Well, no. all, right, all right. Okay. All right, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I know. I know. I I'm you know 130 pounds and I try to tackle people all the time. So I know. I know the whole thing. It's just it's just very funny and I love the vibes of it and I genuinely love all the actual surfing footage i like truly love so the like cool. really like chill music that almost like it almost reminds me of the hackers soundtrack a little bit it's almost like healthy on and on like a little bit at times with with the surfing shots and the night surfing and i actually like when he and tyler make out on their surfboards i think that's like actually like 
a really well done sequence. I genuinely appreciate the cinematography in this movie. Like, I of it's course great. I love the iconic lines. I love all the wacky, wacky shit. I love Gary Busey. Gary Busey okay, his way yeah. all over this. But I also like truly love the chill, beautiful, gorgeous ocean cinematography. So I got to say that that general sequence has got to be my fave. That's I mean that's one of the best. I mean I don't think that's a weird choice at all. Okay. That's like, I mean, first of all, that's the first of several tackles. So it's like, yeah, of, of several times <laughs> that Johnny Utah tackles Bodie. Like, and there's like a whole elemental thing to it because he does it the first time in water, and then he does it in um, fire, yes. and then he does it in the air onto the oh earth. So that's like all four God. elements. I never thought about this. This is Avatar. Wow! Holy wow. shit! Yeah, like this is the spiritual side. Of it. Damn, yes. damn, it really is true that all movies is just Avatar, huh? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, reference, topical. Um, <laughs> I did Gary read... Gary Busey, though. Mm-hmm. Can I just talk about Gary Busey real quick? Yes, yes let's talk about Gary please. Busey. He is sandwiched between Patrick Swayze I'm and Keanu Reeves. Not literally, of course. Um, <laughs> but... Like two sandwiches. He just he all he had to do was show up and say his lines and just sort of be the grizzled old guy and then just that's fine. But he just fucking nails it. Like <laughs> he is so fun in this movie. And I was like genuinely upset when he died. because uh, yeah, yeah. I like near the end of this movie, I was like, there's no way Gary Busey's making it out of this one alive. Like he's gotta <laughs> die. He's gotta die to give Keanu Reeves like even more motivation. But like yeah, he has like the line where, um, like Keanu's trying to like rile him up to like get break, snap him out of his funk, um, and he's just like, "Listen, you snot nosed little shit! I was taking shrapnel and caisson when you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face." I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> That's what babies do. And then right? he has so many good lines. Like he's like. He talks about how he's been in L.A. for 22 years. And he's like, yeah, the air got dirty and the sex got clean. Like, <laughs> Which, to be fair, also, like, the air in 1991 was objectively cleaner in L.A. Uh-huh. than it was in 1971. Oh, my God. That's, that's a Because fact. in 1971, my dad had got to stay home from school for f- smog days. And I did not. Oh, my uh. God. Also, uh... The, when he says last time you had a feeling I had to kill a guy and I hate that it looks bad case. on my report <laughs> and then he also has a line where he's Monster. just he's just sitting in the car waiting for Keanu to bring him his two meatball subs and he just says this Calvin Hobbes is funny <laughs> reading the funnies he's reading the funnies and just going ah. <laughs> this Calvin Hobbes is funny and the low key when he's got the gun on the guy in the lawnmower oh scene, and he goes, speak into the mic, squid brain. And that's low-key a great name for a podcast. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, very specific <gasps> reference. Only very intellectual individuals will pick up on it, but it's a risk that, I don't know, I'll be willing to take for a future podcast. But absolutely, like, every little thing he says, even the most random ones, they all just make perfect sense. He's a true poet in the movie. I wonder if he ad-libbed anything or if it was just really everything was written into it. I think, I mean, judging from the rest of the script, the dialogue in the script is unbelievably good. Um, Like, all these lines we're talking about, the, uh, like, one of 
when I'm doing like my Keanuology, which is a subfield of Kunkology, uh-huh. uh, like mm-hmm. a very important line for that um, for that field of study is uh, the line from very early on in the movie where Johnny Utah is told that he is a blue flame special, young, dumb, and full of cum, mm-hmm. which I think is like mm-hmm. the thesis of like most early Keanu Reeves characters. Uh, <laughs> like that's like that can describe pretty much all of them, like from Ted to uh, you know, Dracula guy. Um, but like the, the dialogue in this is fucking bonkers and amazing. And Merit, you, I saw you tweet that like, you think you, you think Patrick Swayze could convince you to do heists. Oh yeah, absolutely. His speeches are the best. I like, this guy is a real guy. Also, he just doesn't do heists. He plays didgeridoo at parties in Venice and, like, tries to tell you not to get vaccinated. But this version of this guy is my favorite cinematic version of, like, weird, charismatic, hippie surfer dude ever. Right? Yeah, it's really good. And, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, man, you're totally right. The system does keep all of us down. We should <laughs> we should show those squares in their slow-moving metal caskets on the highway. What's up? <laughs> By robbing a bank, dressed as presidents, and making jokes about presidents while we're doing it. That's I mean, what we're going to do. They're always shared, so it's like you don't even feel bad about it. I am That's not the a thing. Cop. Nobody gets hurt until they get greedy, right? Like, until Which, they like, go for the vault, nobody ever gets shot. That's like a whole thing about it. He's like, I hate violence. And then he starts going to violence, and that's when we have problems. Whoever the guy who does Nixon is, like, I'm obsessed with that character. Yes. For, because I don't remember which one it is, but he's just, you know, like, one of the adorable little blonde guys. But who's just like, this is when I really shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a surfer. But when I really shine is when I rob banks and do my Richard Nixon impression. <laughs> I get to, yeah, I get to do my <laughs> Nixon impression. Is he the ass? Is he? Because if he is, that's even better. Like he's mask. he's shining, he's doing the impression, he's doing the I'm not a crook at the end. But like it's a key piece of evidence to figure out that they are surfers by the tan line on his ass as he moons the bank. Oh as he's leaving yeah, the bank. yeah, it's so good. That whole like <laughs> they do make being in the FBI look very fun and cool in that part Which before is, they start yeah. doing all the murder. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you're just like it's just you and this funny middle-aged guy in a funny shirt, like drinking Shirts. Coronas in the office and uh, watching footage of robberies, like I would, I could do that job for sure. That like, sounds very fun. Pausing on the ass to like lovingly look at the ass to figure out the tan line to figure out the sex wax, like it just utterly like that's wonderful. That's so wonderful in every way. Gary Busey, like. His wardrobe choices are maybe my favorite in the whole movie. And I love every wardrobe choice and would wear every wardrobe choice. But, like, his fucking, I'm a fucking dad, I don't give a shit, and I'm wearing these shirts is my life. Like, I he love He dressed it. as, like, my cool uncle dressed yes. in the 90s. Yes. Um, my uncle Dave, who uh, keeps his money in his socks and wears this, and, like, <laughs> stockpiled uh, a, a very specific model of Reebok high top when he found out they weren't going to make them anymore <laughs> so what? that he can wear them for the rest of his life. <laughs> okay. Oh okay, God. that rules. I thought you meant as, like, oh, I'm going to, like, get rich off of selling these, but, like, no. <laughs> you're saying he did a uh, that episode of Seinfeld where Elaine stockpiles sponge. sponges except with shoes. Yep. Yeah. 
I thought the same thing. She had to decide yeah. who's sponge worthy. Like that's I absolutely my brain. Is today to really shoe worthy, or should I just go <laughs> barefoot today? Yeah, no, he. Uh, that's his. That's his thing. And he still kind of dresses like that, honestly. That rules. I, mean, I dress Dave. like that half the time. So like I like I. I you have a very my uncle Dave energy though. Oh my god! Thank you. That's Honestly, a great that's compliment. an incredible compliment, and I appreciate that very much. Yeah. Thank you. He's a uh, he. Uh, the the last update I heard from him was that he was screaming, "Yo, six feet!" Yes, to people who he saw being feet. too close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing about this. I love this. I love it. I love this, Uncle Dave. I love that he has such Gary Busey and Point Break energy, and I love like. Yeah. Also, I just want to put this out there. I actually, I can't immediately think of a Gary Busey performance that I enjoy as completely oh, no. as this one. Like genuinely, I can't think of something that's like this is the best one. on this level. Even like, like Lethal Weapon, which is a fantastic yes. Busey. Yes. Like yeah. this blows that that Busey out of the water yeah. for me. Yes. Um Yeah. Oh, what a good fucking Like even if I may just have one more Busey note. Um I have as many as you want. Okay. Just just very <laughs> briefly, the introduction with him is actually perfect. Like, he gives you everything you need, where he's like, I've I've used my service weapon 19 times. I don't know what blind man getting bricks at the bottom of the pool is going to do. And then he's like, you know, uh, bad-mouthing. Quarterback, they're sticking me with some Quantico quarterback punk. (laughs) The nerve of those people. You know, Keanu comes in and, oh, my God, can you believe it? And he's like, oh, no. And he introduces himself quarterback punk, punk. quarterback punk. And he's like, oh, welcome to the team, son. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He's, like, immediately, like, like, cool about it, though. Because Keanu's cool about it, too. He's he's not like, what do you say to me? He's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm the guy. (laughs) The introduction to the character of Johnny Utah is, like, can actually, like, I know we're not doing, like, I was like, let's not go through scene by scene. But can we actually talk about the very beginning of this movie and, like, the introduction to these characters? Yeah. Because, like, the opening is... So in general, like, I think this is a perfect action movie um, in terms of, like, an action crime thing. Uh, The only, the only, like, franchise I would say, like, to me comes close in terms of my affection is, like, the Fast and the Furious franchise, which is very notably, uh, like, kicked off by a movie that is just Point Break, but Cars. Right, Um, right, yeah. It's literally the same, literally the same storyline. But, like, the way this opens is by cross-cutting between these like really cool, like like Danielle was saying, these beautiful shots of people surfing and just the most ridiculous FBI test, sexy Keanu Reeves in the rain, shooting cardboard people. Mm -hmm. It's it's so much. He's so wet. He's so wet. wet. He's so wet. My God. And the movie kind of closes with that too. So yeah, it's a full circle moment of Keanu, very wet Keanu Reeves. Oh my god, you're right. It's him joining the FBI and then him leaving the FBI because yes. at the very end, like he drops his badge in the sand in Australia. And it's like We're oh, such intellectuals absolutely. about this movie. I love it we- for us. <laughs> it's such an intellectual movie though. Like I think that, like I really am serious about like, yeah, we could just live to get radical and talk about <laughs> all the radical things in this, but like there's a lot of meat here. Yeah. It and, and it like, was it's, it's, underappreciated at the time right like i was reading uh, a little bit about just the reception to the movie and i think it was kind of along those lines like when it came out it was kind of seen as this like um just adrenaline 
As we were talking about perverts yeah. in our Formula One episode, like for our adrenaline perverts. <laughs> yes. Oh God, adrenaline perverts. Yes. Sure. And then 10 years later, we figure out like, it, no, it's like for, again, for several kinds of perverts, it, including yeah. intellectual perverts. Yes. I, I mean, I think that there, it does also just like present this incredibly potent fantasy of like male, of like, yeah, there is like a lot of homoeroticism here and like it's all these hot dudes, but like it really does speak to straight dudes who are just like who I've heard talk about it and be like, I want a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a strong <laughs> yes. bond uh-huh. with like a man I look up to who like leads me to heist banks. Like, I think that's what it, that's, I don't know. It's, th- I think it's such an like interesting look at intimacy and relationships and like people being insane uh, <laughs> instead of, I don't even know what, I mean, like, one of the times I watched this, I realized that not a single one of the deaths in the movie would have happened if not for Johnny Utah's involvement. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like eight people die or some eight or nine people die in this yeah, movie and it's yeah. all his fault. Completely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a failure on Swayze's end to like be able to know when not to be greedy, which is very out of character for him. Because right, yeah, he's been you doing know, this for years, right? That they never go for the vault. That they never and what's do changed this, this time? The only Who's thing that's changed is Johnny, Johnny kind of pushing him. He's a pit bull. Sean's Remember like there. that line about like, oh, you're a pit bull. You don't back down. And that's the problem is that when you have two tops, you you have a problem. Oh like you have an issue. Like you need somebody needs to like have a subby day or something. Like it's just very like two <laughs> really hot off. and twinkie tops together in the same place like this is like the golden era of twunks i think yeah this like early 90s thing but yeah they're like he's like showing off for johnny and that's why it all goes down this way like yeah yeah Yeah. i was uh i read something that i i really agreed with that kind of now we've become sort of accustomed to these action uh heroes and characters who have that uh, sort of sensitive side or who have that vulnerability who are in these who contain multitudes uh yes. as one would say right. uh but at the time it wasn't really like that right like the 80s really produced this wave of like super macho um action heroes and this yeah. was kind of a rupture in a way like and that had a lot to do with even the way Catherine bigelow framed um everything like the way that she shot them the way that she shot their bodies like oh yeah and the the choices of actors right because Keanu um he was considered I think a risky choice from what I read like she wasn't she kind of had to insist on having him uh obviously Patrick Swayze was already more established then but Keanu wasn't and like the idea to have that 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 actor who didn't have a lot to lose. He wasn't putting his reputation as a tough guy on the line by making this movie. So maybe he could take more risks. And I just feel like it ends up being a more sensitive action movie than um, like that. Now, maybe we don't really see it as such because we've kind of seen this character a few times, but at the time, I think it was a little more, it was a bit groundbreaking. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, a, it's a very tender portrayal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I don't know. This th- is kind of like, like what we were saying. The 
And it kind of reminds me of the other Catherine Bigelow movie, Near Dark, in that there is a love story. We kind of touched on it, but like there is a love story, uh, central hetero love story between Tyler and um, and Johnny. But actually, to me, the real love story is Johnny and Bodie. Not just to me. I think that's kind of the agreement. And it's just it's really interesting. It's and it's and it's kind of subtle, I think, if you're not really paying attention to that. Yeah, it's like the last temptation of Keanu a little bit. That's, that's like a little bit of kind of what's going on here, right? Of like the temptation, not just in a sexual way, but like to live the real life, like mm-hmm. to live the radical life that he was yeah. always meant to live. Like the adrenaline junkie, you know, seeking one with the ocean kind of thing. Like he's yeah. genuinely tempted. And like he has that moment with with Tyler where he's just like, I can't express how I'm feeling. Like he's so yeah. excited to yeah. be out there on the ocean and you know, he's being tempted to, like, leave the straight-laced, you know, clean-cut FBI world behind. Yeah. Which he eventually works. does. Why be a yeah. servant to the law when you can be its master? <laughs> yeah! Yes! Yeah. Yes! Yes! I mean, but that is why it works so well. I'm, like, when... After the, like, amazing, amazing foot chase scene where Johnny Utah is chasing Bodie through the backyards of Los Angeles, that... Uh, you have, and it's, and they know it's like they they have the, the they have the the classic moment that gets parodied and talked about all the time, where he doesn't, where he has a chance to shoot Bodie, and they look, and there's that great shot of Patrick Swayze's eyes, and they're like looking into each other's eyes, and he doesn't do it, and he shoots the gun in the air a bunch of times and screams. Um, but that after that, and they know it's like they know he's an FBI agent. There's like a scene showing them talking about it that like. Bodie and the surfer guys show up and are like, hey, we we know that you know we're the robbers, and then we and you we know that you know that we know you're an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. But you know how we're gonna handle this? Let's all jump out of the sky together. <laughs> it's like absolutely like Natural. I was like, okay, so what is their plan here? They're just like not gonna give him a parachute or they're just gonna like yeah. make it kill him mm-hmm. in an accident? No. No, they're just going to have a fun skydiving day with him and then be like, oh, also, I kidnapped your girlfriend. <laughs> BT dubs. Uh, I um, <laughs> kind of have yeah. your uh, girlfriend, who is also my ex-girlfriend, held hostage. We shared time together. God. She was my she woman. She was my woman. We She's shared time woman. together. Yeah, he says a couple of gross things, right? Yeah. Like, what's oh, mine yeah. is yours. Just, just maybe don't when they're at the party. And he, he kind of gives Johnny the okay to yeah. take Tyler. And it's just a very uncomfortable scene. And then at the end, I don't... But it's I, also like kind of a... But like that adds a lot to the homoeroticism, right? Mm-hmm. Of being like, hey, yeah, you can have you can have a girlfriend. But just remember, this is also part of our bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. It's gross. I mean, it's both. It's gross and like, yeah. But I, the- I also thought Tyler was going to punch him at the end when she starts running towards him. Like, <laughs> I, I've seen this movie a million times, but for some reason I was like, oh, yeah, does she like punch him here? Because the last she time should. they had hung out, like he shot his, she, excuse me, she shot his pillow. So it was like, she's pretty mad. <laughs> I guess she was so happy to like not be kidnapped anymore. Yeah. Which, and like a little traumatized. And- yeah. She's just like, Johnny, good job. I don't she got like, it out of my her system, big, I think. My big beef with the, like, my one costuming beef is her in that slip. Mm, okay. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, why does she have that? What is she, like, hanging out at home in that slip? She would not do that. She no, this girl right. goes commando all 
the time. She's not wearing a slip. That's not I mean, she maybe like. has a slip to have, like, to wear as, like, part of a funky outfit. <laughs> sure. Maybe. Sure. To the yeah. boardwalk. And my... As one did. And how did they, like, so that's, since we're talking just about the, the peeves, how did they get out of there? Like, how yeah, did... Right. <laughs> who found them? This is a girl in a slip in the middle of the desert with a guy with a bum knee who can, who has... Uh, been through hell in every element known to men at that point. And how did they leave that particular spot in the middle of what I think is the Mexican desert? Like, I'm just, I have questions. That's a very good question. Right. They do not answer that question. <laughs> yeah, Nor do they answer the question of like, what happens with Tyler and Johnny? Did they end up together? I don't think so. He went him? across the entire planet. I don't think so either. He chased yeah, no Bodhi through the through uh, the earth. Like that's the thing. He ran. He did all that to save her, and then he's like, "Yeah, I went to Fiji and missed you by a second, and then I saw you. I went." So basically, he spent the entire year chasing Bodhi. Of course, that relationship didn't last. Tyler was probably like, "You know what? I feel like Bodhi <laughs> is the third party in this relationship. Uh-huh. I'm not okay with it. I'm moving on to a more emotional." mature man which could have been Gary Busey if he hadn't died oh my god oh wow that's a universe brain shit wow yeah hey that guy who was looking for his dog what's that guy up to that guy who was looking for those kids who stole his stereo or something yeah (laughs) it was a stereo (laughs) he was hot he had a vibe we vibed we locked eyes we had an energy exchange so who knows so many what ifs in this beautiful, uh, beautiful film. I just wanted to say that I texted my mom about this movie today. And uh, the main thing she said was that she was really sad. Like, just talking about the movie generally, how sad she was when Angelo, uh, let's see, how did she phrase it? When he bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's yeah. amazing. So, That's yeah, my mom wholesome. was very sad about that, too. Even though officially Patrick Swayze was the hot hunk of man, she still was very, very sad when Busey ate it. So, of course. Yeah, I lot. mean, your mom, too, contains multitudes. Like she, uh, My mom contains many multitudes. Appreciate all the characters. <laughs> One thing, though, that really upset me watching the movie that I had to look up, I saw it on IMDb, the trivia thing, right? There's a scene where Johnny kicks a dog. Oh, like, right. I'm just gonna randomly bring song. it up because I was so shocked because it was so gratuitous. He has the yeah. dog thrown at him, and then not satisfied with putting the dog like to the ground, he kicks it. And I thought that like it was a very a, a dark sneak peek into the real heart and soul of Johnny Utah in that moment. Yeah. Um, but then I I was reading up, and apparently they were very careful. With that particular scene, they used a real dog and a fake dog. And um, (laughs) the real dog, um, the real pit bull was gently tossed by the trainer into the actor's arms at a distance of approximately one and a half feet. That's what I read. So he just went on a train ride. (laughs) And that he had been prepped. He was comfortable with the action, the dog, um, too. So the real dog. So I just wanted to set all of your minds at ease. In case you were as as shocked about it as I was. So on the topic of real and fake stuff, uh, do you know that Patrick Swayze did some of his own stunts for this movie? Yeah. He did some of his jumps. Uh, I think the one at the end when he just like uh, backs out of the, uh, the plane, I think he actually did that one. Wow. Yeah. 
convincing, honestly. Because yeah. he was yeah, just, was I guess, incredible. also just like aside, like outside of this movie, just also into skydiving. Oh, his wow. brother is a skydiver. Oh, okay. Um, and got him into it. And like, uh, I just posted a picture, an actual picture of him jumping. Uh, that the guy who did the uh, skydiving camera work for this movie posted to his blog. Oh my um, god! Yeah, but. Uh, Patrick Swayze did a bunch of his own surf stunts actually during principal photography, which is crazy um, because surfing is really dangerous and he'd never really surfed before, Mm. Um, which like could have gone very, very badly. Uh, But he, I guess, was a natural and just loved it and took to it. Um, And he did the jumps, I think, after principal photography. Uh, But he really I think he was sneaking out and practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like his brother got him into skydiving and was like, his brother's like, I guess was like a super duper intense skydiver and was like, no, no, huh. no, this is it. This is, this is the source. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's not the water, yeah. it's the air. Uh, so I have a question. Yeah. What does this movie make you want to do more? Surf, skydive, or rob a bank? Rob a bank. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Surf. Easy surf. Yes. I would say I'm surf I'm going to go with too. skydive then. I'm going to be the... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, just because, like, I have seen a lot of movies about Paul says, <laughs> read the funnies. Um, uh, Calvin oh, yeah, no, Paul's right. so funny. I uh, just like I love the bank robbing parts in this movie. They don't make it seem as fun as some other movies that I've seen. Like oh, no. um, mm-hmm. Bonnie and Clyde, obviously very fun mm. depictions of robbing banks. Uh, even Heat, pretty fun. Although a lot of people get shot. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, surfing just looks so cool in this movie that I'm like, damn, that would fucking rule to just like learn to surf. It's it's the best. I've I've taken surfing lessons in Maui and in uh, Sydney, and both times it was like one of the best days of my life. It was just like the most fun. It's not like I'm good at it by any means. They were just like beginner classes, but I, mm-hmm. I, I swear to God, maybe one day I'm going to be like an old ass surf bum. Like, I'm just going to be that person who's running around on the beach and surfing and, like, doing, like, I'll be one of those people that's at, like, studio, whatever. (laughs) There's, like, a jiu-jitsu studio that's, like, right near a beach where they just, like, go surfing and then they do jiu-jitsu and then they go surfing. Like, I cannot think of a better (laughs) vision of heaven for me, Mm -hmm. for my my ass, than that, exactly that, like, vision. I love the journey for you, though. It's so cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I yeah, love I, it. I, I like it for me. It's a like char- it like me. a great character arc, I think. Yeah. 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 From workaholic to like workaholic <laughs> surf bum. I think it's perfect, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was, I'd say I would like to be like vibing like Anthony Kiddis, but now that I know he's a Nazi, like I don't want that for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah, fair. I should have picked up on that. Now I'm just sad because he did seem to be vibing really hard, but. Maybe it was also the drugs. I guess my journey for me is going to be the naked lady. Uh, <laughs> assuming she's not a Nazi. Uh, if she's a Nazi, I don't want that. So. Yeah. I mean, she kicked ass. Like, she, she did. comported herself very well <laughs> in a fight. Like, that is... She was like atomic blonde a little bit in that moment. Like, 100%, like, using the environment, you know, kicking ass, like, looking great while doing it. Like, that's a great thing to be, I think. We need to research her filmography, see if she became like an action hero of some sort. Imagine that, like, oh, that's Mila Jovovich and her. I'm <laughs> that's how she got picked for Resident Evil, like that scene in the shower. Uh, fun it was fact. right there. 
Shower girl slash ass kicker girl. <laughs> so good. Okay, there's two women. So I think she's either freight train or fiberglass. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Uh, oh no. That's my guess. Freight train. <laughs> If that's not a spinoff. So I didn't, I thought those were the only options. I I do not want to rob a bank. This movie does not make me want to rob a bank. I just really don't want to skydive or surf. Okay, Um, that's fair. Like I've had a lot of opportunities to surf in my life and I have never done it for a reason. Um, I don't want to. You have to wake up really early in the morning if you get into surfing. Mm, I don't do that. That's bad. Like, I don't know. It just seems really like. Like, it's beautiful in the movie, and, like, I get how if you're that kind of person, and if you, like, live in your body and, like, movement, that's fun. That's not my vibe. Uh, I am going to I'm gonna be in the car with Paul, reading the funnies, yeah. eating the people <laughs> subs. Uh, like, that's, I think that's the, uh, that's, that's the thing for me. Um, I would like to, like, it did make me just want to, like, go to the beach, though. Like, oh, just drive yes. to the beach. I would, yes. and, like, listen to love. I'm probably going to do that. Uh, as soon as I possibly can. Because oh, yeah. I can just drive to the beach. I don't know why yeah. I just do that. <laughs> yeah. I should do it more often. Um, I uh, I just have to mention here, Fernanda put in our chat a little bit about this incredible woman. Julie Michaels is the woman who apparently uh, known just- as the babe who nuked Kiana. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. And she was also in Roadhouse. Oh my god! What? Yeah, so we might be on uh, onto something with Julie Michaels. Oh my god! I think we are the babe who nuked Keanu. She's is... like she's like a stunt coordinator. See, we we knew she was awesome. We just wow! Oh my god! Yeah, she's done a ton of shit. Oh my god! Yeah, she's like a stunt person. This is very cool. Honestly, I love her. Like. Oh, and she's she's not super tall either, which makes me really happy. It makes me think I nice. She's five five. She's my height. So that's my height. Oh wait, I think she's the, the, like the shitty the villain guy's like girlfriend in Roadhouse who does like oh, the striptease scene, and then right. I think that's her. I feel like we've elected like an unlikely MVP, and again, let's not go there st- yet because we don't know if she was taking part of. The Nazism. So like that's maybe not she was right. just like maybe right. she was just there for the math. Maybe she was just chilly. Yeah. <laughs> Could you know. be. I mean Oh my god, yeah, she's done like a million things. Look at her. <laughs> Look at her go. So proud. Honestly, so proud. <laughs> um I mean that is a good segue into what we'll be doing next if you want to go there. But LB, that's yeah. your choice. That's your choice. No, I'm I'm happy to say that next week we are going to watch Roadhouse. Yeah. Uh, so this past week we watched a movie I've seen a million times, and uh, next week I have never seen Roadhouse. I'm so excited, and you've all seen Roadhouse, so yeah. we're gonna oh do my like god, a- I have seen Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Mary, you and I are just like switching. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, oh my I god, I'm so excited because this is one of my favorite movies. I have to so, say, yeah. it's been so long that I don't know if I like Roadhouse or Point Break better. So I'm going to know mm. very soon. I Like, mm. that epic battle in my head will soon be determined. Very, very shortly. 
there's like a, a very there's like a little fun throwaway line in here which is like about patrick's roadhouse which is not a real place yes uh-huh. it's just a roadhouse good. reference yeah um it's a great moment and there's also i think a chevy 57 reference that yeah. he talks about the board like oh this is looks like the chevy 57 yes. that i used to drive and that was what he drove in was it dirty death oh, okay or was it in Roadhouse? Yes. It was he, he, one of the two. So I don't know, but that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have fun. It's gonna we be, are gonna have fun. I think a month long thing where we're yeah. gonna have yeah. like a special Swayze month. Yeah, we're gonna have a special Swayze month. My mom will be over the moon when I tell her. Uh, I might get some quotes for Swayze Month from my mom. I'm actually going to see her this weekend. So if I maybe get a quote about my mom, you know, her feelings on him being a hot hunk of man, you know, uh, her her favorite performances. I just might like do a very, a very brief, uh, you know, get some quote, you know, from the source, uh, like a journalist. The source. You know, the source source. of many. I mean, the source of many things in my life. I mean, literally the source. Literally of my life. So, you know. It'll be fun. Uh, do we have any like more things we want to add about? I feel like I could do like probably an entire podcast series about Point Break. So I don't sure. want to. I don't want to get too wild. But do you have like, is there anything you want to talk about? Or are we ready to think to wrap up for the week? I could add another thing from the IMDb trivia session, because apparently that's like yeah. how my brain works. That <laughs> apparently the scene where Utah jumps after Bodhi without a parachute which seemed pretty absurd, was tested by Mythbusters. And it was determined that they wouldn't be able to free fall for 90 seconds, nor would they have been able to hold a conversation in midair. <laughs> However, it was determined that by streamlining his body, Utah could have conceivably caught up with Bodhi after jumping from the plane. So we get to have cool. that information as well in our lives, which is very enriching. I think, wow, thank even you. though it was thank literally just a quote from the trivia section and who knows if it's true, but <laughs> I, again, choose my reality and this is what I yes. choose to believe in. Yeah, you live on your own plane. <laughs> I I did want to ask one last question, which is what does Johnny do after this? Mm. Um, like, I, I wondered if he becomes like a cute Aussie surf bum or if he like practices law in some kind of fun way. Like, is he a lawyer for surfers? Like, you know, surfer's rights or something, or does he get into MMA? I don't know. Or or become an orthopedic surgeon so that nobody ever has a bad knee again. Like, I had many possibilities here, but I want to know what all y'all thought. Oh, wow. Uh, I just kind of assumed he became a surf bum. Um, yeah. And, like, maybe, like, kind of continued, not the, uh, not the, like, robbery part of... Mm. Bodhi's thing but like kind of continued kind of where Bodhi left off in terms of just like being a charismatic surf guy the spiritual side you know the the spiritual side yeah yeah yeah. because like I mean but at the end he like the whole movie right his thing is like he wants to get the bad guys he wants to catch the bad guys he wants to be the hero he wants to catch the bad guys but then at the end like he has the opportunity to take in the bad guy he handcuffs Bodhi and then lets him go and doesn't take him in uh, he says, you know, you have to go down, you have to go down. But he realizes he can't be the one to take him down and that Bodhi needs to be taken down by the sea, which is what happens. It's so, so, like, beautiful. It, his, it's like yeah, unironically does, beautiful. <laughs> like, it is. It's, it. it's, it's incredible. Um, 
so like yeah he's gone through this journey and like has has grown a lot and i think that yeah but he's also like made Bodhi the center of his entire life mm-hmm. and i feel like that probably won't change anytime i soon. think he wakes up screaming some nights just like Bodhi! <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah the thing is, like, he spent the entire, apparently, year going after Bodhi. And I'm assuming, like, the FBI's budget, because it, I think it's very expensive to go to Fiji and stuff. Yes. Um, And then he gets Bodhi, and then he just uh, throw his, throws him into the sea. I think that he might be in some sort of trouble for that. Well, does he, he yeah. throw his badge away, too, like, though? <laughs> he yeah. throws his badge away. I think that's not how it works with the FBI. <laughs> I'm guessing, again, never been part of the FBI. Or that's exactly what an FBI agent would say. Uh, that's true. You guys decide for yourselves. But, like... So I'm thinking he might have to deal with some repercussions of his actions. Also, he sort of kind of helped rob a bank and things went really That's sour true. and then Gary Busey died low-key because of him. So, you know, I feel like there would there would be a probe uh, into what was happening there. But I do think he he does become a, kind of a beach bum, but his knee wouldn't let him pursue anything, like, athletically. Like, yeah. he wouldn't become a fighter because his knee's just mm-hmm. shot. He had... Ruined it once, then ruined it again, and then jumped off, fell off a parachute after chasing a guy in midair. I feel like that's rough on an already injured knee. That's a good point. Yeah. So I would guess he opened like a, a surf, surf store or something. Like he oh, sells boards. Yeah. And then he's like low-key wise, like that person who always has like a, you know, something that the kids he's don't the really understand. He's the surf shop mystic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then people are just like, "Oh, didn't aren't you the guy who took down Bodhi?" He's just like, "That was a long time ago." <laughs> Bodhi <laughs> haven't heard that name in years. Uh, yeah. That's absolutely what happened. <laughs> so that's my reality for this. Yeah, I love that's it. Cr- I, I love it. Yeah, that's and headcanon accepted. I am really say. excited for Swayze Month, a very real, not prank that we are doing. Yes, all April long, all Swayze, all the time. Uh. Roadhouse is next, and then all your favorites are going to be there. You know, uh, what can't he do? He's a ghost. He can dance. <laughs> he uh, can be in the rabbit movie. Yep. He's done it all. He's done it all. Motivational speaking. Yeah. It's, it's real. It's real, and it's definitely happening, so get your hopes way up. Yes. Oh, I'm so yeah, excited. I'm so excited about it. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's close out then and yeah. start getting ready for Swayze Week. Uh, yeah. That was all for this week, or sorry, not Swayze Week, Swayze Month. Yes. I was looking at the word week in the outro, and I got confused about time. <laughs> but like, you know what? We can just live on our own plane. Yep. That's true. Make, we our, can make own our own time. rules. We don't need to obey. We don't need to obey the man's rules about time. A month can be a week. <laughs> yeah. If you understand the spiritual side of time yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that is all for this week we hope you enjoyed your cinematic journey with us uh be sure to rate and review our podcast tell a friend listen to all of our stuff um if you like listening to danielle and fernanda talking guess what you can hear more of that uh because they danielle was fernanda's guest on best camp of my life our excellent excellent mma podcast it was Um, fun if you like video games, we have like a million podcasts about video games. <laughs> uh, if you like me just saying stupid shit about California, uh, I often will do that on our uh, Monday podcast, Friends Reunion. 
Um, so yeah, you can check out all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcasts, also at podcastnet.work. Um, please follow us on Twitter, Fanbyte Media. Uh, we've got all kinds of good shit, our articles, bits, jokes, images, uh, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte. We're trying to use that more. It's very exciting. We're learning about Gen Z. And of course, on fanbyte.com, where all the juiciest juice lives. You can watch all our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. We are streaming on Friday. What will it be? It's a mystery. It's exciting. Thank you to Paul Tamayo for producing. Where can everybody find all of you? At Danielle R. I. on Twitter. I'm at Nanda Prates, P-R-A-T-E-S underscore on Twitter as well. And I'm at Merit Kay on Twitter. And I am at Hunk Tears. Uh, thank you so much to Paul Tamayo for producing, whose Twitter I can't remember what it is. Polly Mayo. Polly Mayo. P-O-L-I-M-A-Y-O. Uh, also, thank you to everybody who is on this with me for putting up with my hosting, which is uh, a little iffy sometimes. You're so the host you. with the most, LB. It's all oh, good. gosh. Gee whiz. Uh, please join our Discord, fanbite.casa. It's fun. We do things. And uh, yeah, until next time, you love to see it. Woo-hoo.